Well, kia ora, if you're joining us online and welcome uh, to Connect Church today, we just want to say it's so good to have you joining us via online or podcast or however you're hearing us. We, we just are so thankful that you're part of the Connect Church family and we just want to give you a big welcome. Can we do that to those who are watching this uh, wherever you are in the world? And if you're ever in our area, come drop in. We'd love to have you at one of our services. Well, we're continuing a series called Teach These Things. And we're working through that passage in uh, Titus 2, verse 11 through 15. And we're going to continue on that uh, today. And we've been looking at one particular scripture for a little while now, verse 12, which says this, We should live in this evil world with wisdom, righteousness, and devotion to God. And I've said the passage tells me three things. I've done it so many times, I know it off by heart. Uh, Now it's just, it tells us, number one, it's an evil world. Two, we should live in it. And three, it then goes on to tell us how we should live in it. So we should live in this evil world. And first of all, with wisdom, and we've looked at that. Then with righteousness, and we've looked at that. And then with devotion to God, which is where we'll continue today. So we we asked, not last week, that was Father's Day, but the week before, we we looked at what does a devoted life, what does a devoted life to God look like? And I said to you this, it was a mark, a devoted life was a mark of the early church. The early church had grown exponentially and that they'd gone from 120 people to 3,000, not just overnight, but just in one sermon. How many know that's some good preaching uh, uh, right there? Imagine that if, if, if in one sermon, man, I'd, I'd love to know what, uh, I'd love to be able to preach a sermon like that and 3,000 people uh, would respond. It would be absolutely incredible. And that's a good day in church for anybody. But it tells us this, It tells us that the 3,000 new believers, it tells us in Acts chapter 2, verse 42, they devoted themselves. Everybody say themselves. Listen, you've got to understand, the early followers of Christ saw themselves as responsible for their own spiritual lives, responsible for their own spiritual growth. And I want to say this, it wasn't a burden for them, it was a joy. It wasn't like, oh, I have to go to church. No, it was, we get to go to church. Yeah. It, 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 was, it was not a burden. It was uh, joy. So the question became, what did they devote themselves to? And we, we saw they devoted themselves to three things. In Acts chapter 2, verse 42, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to prayer. Now, we looked at the apostles' uh, teaching the last time we uh, did this in part seven. That's online if you missed it and want to see it. But this morning, I'm really going to focus and combine the last two of those things, fellowship and prayer. I'm going to put them together just for the sake of time, and uh, uh, hopefully you will be challenged and blessed uh, today. Turn to the person next to you and say, I love hearing the Word of God. I knew it. I knew it. That's why I'm going to preach my best uh, today, just just for you. So, so, like I said, we're going to look at fellowship and prayer. Now, last week it was uh, Father's Day. Are there any dads in the house? Come on, just one more time. Ooh, ooh. Oh, that was just like the lamest. Yeah. Any dads in the house? Come on, put your hands together for dads. Any mums in the house? Come on, we need to... Yeah. Oh, guys, you had your chance two times. Two times, two times I gave it to you, but you missed it. You missed it. Okay, so last week we spoke on Father's Day, and I said this. The disciples came to Jesus, if you remember, and they asked him, how should we pray? 
Jesus, how do we pray? And Jesus began his answer with these famous words in Matthew 6, verse 9, Our Father in heaven. Or if you use the version, as I said, that Jesus used, the King James Version, it's Our Father which art in heaven. That's just a joke. That was not serious. Jesus didn't use that version, just in case some of you were wondering. And of course, I I said this, I I, I said that that means if he is our Father, we are his what? Children. Children. Yeah, we are his children. But I want to... Take it a step further. To, to I want to go a little bit deeper, if you uh, like, and, and, and state really the obvious. If he is our father and we are his children, that means you're my brother. Mm-mm-mm. And you're my sister. Come on, somebody. Uh, if he is our father and we are his children, that means you way down the back. You're my brother. And I'm definitely not your sister, but I want to tell you that. But I, I want to tell you, if, if we are part of this, our Father, which art in heaven, if He is our Father and we are His children, that makes us, you and me, family. Yeah. Oh, that even rhymes right there. You and me and family. And I can feel a we are. Yeah, I can feel the song coming. Settle down. But, but, but here's the thing. We're family, right? Family, and we, we, we know if you want a quick prayer thing to add to the prayer, the family that prays together stays together. Amen. Come on, somebody. But we are family together. We, 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 I want you to understand that. Even the way Jesus starts the prayer, he does not start the prayer, my father. See, a lot of us are doing Christianity like, oh, my God. Oh, Lord, help me in my situation. Help, it's me, my, and I. But I want to tell you, Jesus didn't start the prayer like that. He said, when you pray, pray our Father. Means what? what, There's a whole other family. It's not just about you. Oh, Lord, Jesus, come on, I'll just drop the mic right there. It's not just about you. It's about us together. It's about our He's Alpha. He's not just your father. He's that person who annoys you, who's sitting next to you right now. Who, who, who's your father? Come on, somebody. I'm preaching good today. Lord, take a breath. We are family. Friends, because we've got to understand the church is not the building. We, we say the church is not the steeple. It's the people. We are family. And, 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 and listen, I want to tell you, the early disciples, they got it. They, 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 they understood it. They, they understood that we're, we're committed to and we're devoted to this. It says in Acts chapter 2, verse 42, they devoted themselves to fellowship. In other words, they devoted themselves to community. Now, when I was starting this message, I had it ready a couple of weeks ago. Because remember, I only got through point one. And so that's why I, I, I put it out a bit longer. But at that stage, I wanted to talk about the importance of community. But as I did the, 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 the message last week, I was like, community's kind of lame. I'm just saying, because that's not really what it's saying, where you want to touch our community. It's not very, I want us to take, understand that we're not just doing community here. When we're doing Connect 180, we're not doing community. We're doing family. Come on. Come on, somebody. We're doing family. When we do Connect 180, we're doing family. We're catching up with the family. I haven't seen you. Hey, bro, what's up? Hey, sis, what's going on? I mean, when we do Connect 180, Friends, you've got to understand, we are doing family together. We're not just doing Christian community. No, we're doing fa- it's family time. Fa- we even call it in our staff meeting, family time. It's a time when the family, you use those, those terms today when you were speaking, Natalie. It's family time. It's when we, we get to go, hey, bro, how's your week been? Hey, sis, how's your week been? 
Oh man, it's been tough. I mean, I, I, in Connect 180s, I've had uh, opportunities to pray for people. So, oh, that was a oh, week. In Jesus' name. I, I don't know. I didn't ask them because it's probably been a long week. But I'm like, whatever it is, but because she's my brother, because uh, she's, uh, she's my, <laughs> well, that's a problem right there. Come on. I mean, but you, you know what I mean. <laughs> and these days, who knows what you mean? I mean, it's just like, ah, okay, stay on target, stay on target. But when we do Connect 180, we've got to understand it is family time. We need each other. We need each other. Turn to your neighbor and say, he ain't heavy. He's my brother. And let, let me tell you, even if I am heavy, I'm still your brother. Come on, somebody. Doesn't matter how heavy I am. I'm still your brother. We are meant to do life together. Good place to say amen. We're designed to do life together. In fact, uh, and I've, I've said this before a couple of years ago, but the, the first thing that God said is not good. Think about it. You know, during the creation passage, you know, he creates the, the six days and God creates the heavens and the earth and he gets the end of that and he goes, man, that's awesome. Or it is good. And, and then second day, day, night, whatever it was, whatever the order was, but he gets to the end of it and he says, it is good. When he cre- created man, he says, very good. The first time that God says in the, in the scriptures that something is not good. He says in Genesis chapter 2, verse 18, it's not good for man to be alone. And all the single men say, no, no, don't say that. <laughs> it is not good for man to be alone. God said, this is good, that's good, that's good, that's good. But this is not Good, you and I are designed to do life together. In Hebrews chapter 10, verses 22 through 25, there's a little list when you study the Bible. You always look for lists of things. And I spotted one as I was studying for this, and I haven't seen it before. I've, I've known the verses before individually, but not, not as a list. And it's, it's, it's the let us list. And, and I want you to understand, it's not let me. It's not let me. The the Bible says four times in four verses, one after the other, let us, not let me. Some of you are doing Christianity uh, in a let me kind of a way. It's about me. It's about, Lord, help me. Lord, I want to pour into your hearts today that it's not just about us. It's about, uh, sorry, about us personally, but it's about us together. The Bible says, let us. Everybody say, let us. Number one, here it is, Hebrews 10, verse 22. Let us draw near, it says. Hebrews 10, verse 22 says, let us, meaning together, draw near to God. Don't try and seek God by yourself. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, but we're to do life together. I mean, we can seek Him in our personal times. We can do do that. But there's something powerful when we draw near together, when we get with God together, where two or three are gathered. Something powerful Happens. Let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with full assurance that faith brings. Number two, let us hold fast. This is Hebrews 10, 23, the next verse. And it says, let us, meaning together, hold fast to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. Then there's the third let us. Let us consider. Hebrews 10, verse 24, the next verse, it says this. And let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds. In the King James Version, it says, consider how we may provoke one another. How, how we may, very provocative. How, how might we provoke? Listen, I want to tell you, 
Some people say, I don't need church. I can just sit at home and watch Christian television. Who's going to provoke you? Come on. Who's going to spur you on to love and good deeds? Who's going to be that person that says, hey, that attitude wasn't good enough? Who's going to be that person that says, come on, you need to step up in these areas of your life? That was rude what you just did. That was bad what you just did. Who's going to spur? Who's going to provoke you? That doesn't happen with Benny Hinn. You can watch the TV all you like. Come on, I'm preaching good now. You, you can listen to a thousand podcasts, but you need to be in an environment where you'll be provoked. Not just by pastors, but by your, your brothers and your sisters. who are saying, step it up. Live up. Come on, you can do it. You're a champion. You can make it. On those days when you don't, don't feel like you can make it, you need that somebody. You need that somebody who's going to speak into your life and build you up. Come on, somebody say amen. And then there's number four, the last but definitely not the least. It says, let us not give up, which is good, but give up what? Hebrews 10, 25. Let us not give up meeting together, Ooh. as some are in a, the habit of doing. The King James Version says this. Don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together. Together we are to draw near. Together we are to hold fast. Together we are to provoke one another to, to be better. And we are together keep to keep doing church. Can I hear a good amen? In other words, keep doing family. See, see, see family time. This is, this is family time. Like I said, we're meant to be doing life together. The, the scripture actually says, if we're not careful, if we're not careful, it can become a habit. Skipping it can become a habit. I looked up the word habit in dictionary and it had three words with it, pattern, event, or the norm. And so we can get into a habit that become a, can become a, a, a pattern in our life. But let's just skip it. We don't need that. I can watch something on TV or whatever it is. And it become, can become a pattern. Then, then it can become a bent. And it's just that I lean towards that. And then it can become the norm. And the scripture is saying, don't live like that. You're not meant to live like that. Don't, don't forsake the meeting of yourselves together as if it was not important. And I want to be honest and say I see it as a pattern in the Western church. It's just, again, you won't see that so much in Asia, but you will see it as a pattern in the Western church. But I want to ask you, how do you build, if you, if you, if you do family like that, how do you, how do you build community? How do, you, how do you do family like that? How do you build and grow relationships? You know, every time that we meet here every week, this is family time. This is family time. This is meal time. And I just want to uh, say to you, invite someone for dinner. Come on, somebody. Maybe there's somebody else who wants to join the family. Invite, invite, somebody, invite somebody for dinner. Don't just get yourself here. Invite, invite some friends. Let's fill the place. My friends, this is meal time. This is where we gather together once a week where we're all together to meet and eat of the bread of the Word. Together. And, and people say, I'm... I'm I'm too busy. I'm too busy. I've got a lot on. And I'm like, you're too busy for family, Tony. You're too busy for family, Tony. I'm doing the Godfather because he is the Godfather. Can I hear a good amen? Family's important, Tony. Do you know that the word Tony in Hebrew is actually the word... No, it's not. I'm just joking. (laughs) Family's important to me, Tony. 
That's what the Godfather's saying. It's important to me. Let us, us, you, me, bro, sis, do life together. That's why I encourage us, don't rush away after the service. You know who you are. Don't rush away after the service. Don't eat and run. That's not polite. Connect with your family, with your brother, with your sister. Oh, Lord. When you say brother, I feel black when I say brother and sister. I don't know why. Friend, I want to understand it's not just a nice thing. It's a Bible thing. This is why we talk about the importance of things like growth track, where you, you, you can discover what you're about and uh, what we're about and what's important to us as a, a, a family. It's where you'll learn that, our, that the heart of the church is to see lost people saved, saved people pastored, pastor people uh, trained and trained people mobilized. It's where you would uh, get an idea of those uh, type of things. And I want to say to you today, even if you're new to church and going, man, let me check this church out. I want to tell you, you can't check this church out just one time coming. There are so many areas that you can't, can't see and, 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 and facets that you can't, uh, can't know. If, if you're coming to the church, don't just come once. I'd say come at least four times. Four times. Go to this service. Go to the next service. Meet something. You might find nicer people in the next service. I don't know. But go, go to, and we've even got the 8 a.m. service. Check them out. Find whatever. Thank you. Amen. 8 a.m. service. They're here. They're, du- they're double dipping. Yeah. I mean, it's just like they're coming in because they know we're nice in here. Come on, somebody. So, so you, you, you've got to understand, if you're here visiting, just check it out. Go to a connect group. Find out. Hook into a growth track and find out a little bit about what the church is about and, and start to feel what the community or this family of faith is like. You can't just do it in one time. This is why we do things like connect groups and why they're important. And I, I, I love seeing photos, that, that photos of the groups because... It's not for me, oh, look at oh, the community. No, it's look at the family. Yeah, right. Families together, they're having fun over there, they're doing that over there, they're studying the word over here, and these people are just sipping cups of tea and another one. Oh, it's just uh, so awesome, and chatting and talking. I mean, it's great. Yeah, that's right. It's the family doing life together. And, and here's, the, here's the thing, Fam, fa- family... Life has so many facets, isn't it? If you, when I think about family life, it's, it's challenges and all of that. Family life can be a bit crazy. Can I hear a good amen uh, on that? Family, someone, someone said this. Families are like fudge, mostly sweet with a few nuts. Can I hear a good amen? That's a, that is, that is. <laughs> uh, of course, everybody's clapping. They, they're not the nut, are they? So it's just like. <laughs> Families are like fudge, mostly sweet with a few nuts. And especially when I think of our, our family uh, personally, our uh, f- family life has its challenges. And the thing is, church life is, is no different. It, it has its challenges. But uh, brothers and sisters, they'll fight sometimes. They will. Can I, that's gone real quiet in this church right now. Brothers and sisters, they'll fight sometimes. And, uh, and, and look, sometimes we fight, but we should always forgive. We should always forgive. I, I want to show a video in a moment that, I've shown it before a couple of years ago, three, four years ago, whatever, of Jira and Grace when they were living in India, and they were singing the unity song. And it goes like this, God is our Father. And I thought, oh, this is appropriate. God is our Father, and He has made us as children. Made Jesus our brother, so hand in hand, we walk together as one. But it goes wrong. Because <laughs> brother, brothers and sisters, and sisters, and surely sisters and sisters fight. 
watch this video uh, as they play it. Some of you may uh, may remember it. No, 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 it's not together, it's not together. And he has made us the children, made Jesus our brother. So handy, have we walked together and I just want to tell you, I just want to be, uh, be honest. They, 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 they're still fighting, but they're sisters. They fight. And listen, when you're doing life together as families, it's not always easy. I mean, stuff happens. Even Peter said this in Matthew 18, 21. The apostle Peter asked Jesus, Master, how many times do I forgive my brother or sister who hurts me? And he's, like, when, he's basically saying, when can I punch them in the face? When can I, when can I, how many times? Just like, look, you just have to continually forgive. You see, when you do life close, it's easy to see faults and failings. It really is. The closer you do life together, the easier it is to see faults and failings. And, you know, I've always said this. If you find a perfect church, don't join it. You'll spoil it. Come on, somebody. Why? Because we're not perfect. And you're not perfect. You know, you've heard me say it many times. Oh, church, people say, church is full of hypocrites. Yes, and there's room for one more. Come on. That's why we need Jesus. None of us have got it all together. None of us. We all do. We're, we're all doing. And the more time we spend with one another, the more time we realize, the, the closer we get, we, we, we realize we, we haven't got all of our bases covered. We have, we, we, we've got a need to, to, to do more and grow more and learn more. But we've got to understand every family has faults and failings. You know, even the early church, they had their problems. They had their problems. Uh, uh, they had their faults and fa- failings. I told you last time that, about how the church was birthed in power and the power of the Holy Ghost came and 120 and then 3,000 got, got, got saved. I, I, I told you how amazing that was, how the early church was birthed. But that was in chapter 2. By chapter 6, they're fighting. By chapter 6, stuff was happening inside the church. There was mumbling and uh, grumbling going on. And not around teaching, it was around food. Mm-mm, mm-mm. It's around food and the, the, the fantasy. And that happens even in our house. I'll be eating a nice lamb and Gia's like, Dad, do you need that much lamb? Really, what she's saying is leave. I want to eat a lot more. Come on, somebody. That's what she's doing. But I don't know how your house works out, but that's how our house, it's over food. Food is a sensitive issue. It's over the sharing of food. You know, in chapter 6, you, you find the church in their first potluck dinner. It's their first potluck uh, uh, dinner, and they were having problems with, uh, and well, the problem was that some people were left with more pot than luck. Can I, uh, uh, you, know, you know what I'm saying? They're, they're just, just you've got to understand how that, how that was. They weren't getting any luck at getting food. And why? Because others were eating too much. And I ask you today, have you ever been to one of those uh, church potluck dinners where 
by the time it's your turn to go, there's not much, there's more pot left than, uh, than food. Is anybody, when I'm, just to be clear, when I'm talking about pot, some might be going, yeah, I'm okay with that, man. I'm talking about the pots, all right? The pots that you put food in, uh, just to be uh, clear, Jesus, take me higher. No, not what we're talking, uh, not, not what we're talking about, okay? But there's more, uh, left, more pot left than, than, than food, and the pots are empty. Why? Because brother, big plate, and sister take too much of there. Come on, somebody. Yeah, they're the ones who, when you say bring a plate, that's all they bring. They're ready to rack and stack what needs to go onto their, their plate. And like, like when you see them, when they finish coming out of their line, their, their, their plate is like an exercise in creative balance. You know what I'm saying? They're taking seconds on their first time around. Can I, can I hear? Uh, you know who you are. Come on, somebody. And, and, and really, it's clear that they've taken the best and they've left none for the uh, left. It's like one of those Chinese buffets where, where and come on, don't, don't look at me like that because all of us have done it, where, where, where you're trying to get a $12 meal into a $6 carton. Come on, somebody. <laughs> so you're racking and stacking that baby. And that's what was going on here in the, in the church. It says in Acts 6.1, Now in those days when the number of disciples were multiplying, there, it was growing, there arose a complaint against the Hebrews by the Hellenists. And the Hellenists were just uh, 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 Greek-speaking Jews. So they were different. So they felt they were being left out because their widows were being neglected in the daily distribution of food. And so they had to sort that problem. As I'm, I'm sharing that to say this. The early church wasn't perfect. It had faults and failings that needed to be fixed, and they did. They, they appointed Stephen, a man full of the Holy Ghost, to basically overlook the kitchen and, and to make sure things got in order and selected a few others, but they sorted it out. But I want us to just be aware that in church life, there will be faults and failings. No church is perfect. We've got to understand that stuff happens when you do life close, when you do life as family. I mean, if you're in our family, there'd be ones who chew too loud. There'd be, <laughs> there'd, be one, there, there, yeah. there'd be ones who snore. So far, I'm covering two of mine. So, <laughs> ones who snore, ones whose breath are bad. Three. <laughs> I mean, families are like that. And, and, and they're honest too. Jesus, uh, you know, G, not Jesus. Jesus would never tell me that. But Gia does. Gia would just walk in with Anna and I'd go, Hi, Anna, this is in the morning. She's like, oh, Dad, your breath is to die for. <laughs> As she flaps us on the floor. <laughs> but we love each other. Even with all of that. And in our, in our, I want to say this, in our family, with all of our fights, faults, and failings, we sure have a lot of fun. You got to make sure you have fun in that. Now, I want to say as a family, we laugh a lot, and families should laugh, and including us as a church family, we should be ones who, who laugh and have a lot of fun. Families should laugh, and we should laugh at, our, laugh at ourselves. I always remember that saying, don't take life too seriously. None of us get out of here alive. Can I hear an amen? I mean, it's just, it's just don't take it too seriously. We've got to be able to laugh. Friend, if you're doing life and everything's about faults and, you know, some, like I've said, some people consider that their ministry finding stuff wrong all the time. Come on, someone. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm gifted by God with that. I can always tell you what's going wrong. It's ministry. 
Oh, Lord. It's my gift, my spiritual gift. It's not, it's not a gift. It's not one of the gifts. But we've got to be able to do fun together and life together. Fights, faults, and failings, yes, but it's all dipped in our family with a whole lot of fun. Proverbs 17 verse 22 says, A merry heart does good like a medicine. It's medicine to us. Church, we should be ones who are able to laugh at ourselves. Okay. <laughs> That's not too funny. We, we should be able to laugh at, at, at ourselves. I was looking at this week and laughing to myself at the... the some church bloopers, newsletter bloopers, you know, churches put out their newsletters every week. And I was like, these are funny. Because when you think about church, because we're, we're so diverse and all that, you, you, mistakes happen, stuff happens, and we need to be able to laugh at ourselves. So I, I compiled a, a, a few of these that, that just may, helps us to laugh at how silly we in church can be. Here's some cho- uh, church newsletter bloopers. Here's number one. It says this, don't let worry kill you. Let the church help. Come on, somebody. <laughs> <laughs> number two this is funny low self-esteem support group will meet Thursday at 7pm please use the back door <laughs> man I had to take some of these out I wanted to put them all in number three Wednesdays the ladies liturgy will meet Mrs. Johnson will sing put me in the little bed accompanied by the pastor <laughs> Number four, this being Easter Sunday, we will ask Mrs. Lewis to come forward and lay an egg on the altar. (laughs) Mrs. Lewis hasn't been back since, so it's just a... Number five, Thursday at 5 p.m., there will be a meeting of the Little Mothers Club. All the ladies wishing to be Little Mothers will meet with the (laughs) in their study. Number six, at the evening service tonight, the sermon topic will be what is hell. Come early and listen to our choir practice. (laughs) Number seven, Weight Watchers will meet at 7 p.m. at the First Presbyterian Church. Please use the large double doors (laughs) at the side entrance. (laughs) Number six, The senior choir invites any member of the congregation who enjoys sinning to join the choir. I think they meant singing. Singing. Yeah, they meant singing. One of my personal favorites, number nine, Bertha Belch, a missionary from Africa, will be speaking tonight at Calvary Memorial Church. Come tonight and hear Bertha Belch all the way from (laughs) Africa. Number 10, ladies, don't forget the rummage sale. It's a chance to get rid of those things not worth keeping around the house. Don't forget your husbands. <laughs> and number 11, the sermon this morning, Jesus walks on water. The sermon tonight, searching for Jesus. <laughs> We've got to be able to laugh at ourselves. We're family. They're coming up this time. We've got to stop them. Stop them now. <laughs> you know, Martin Luther King said this, we have learned to fly in the air like birds and to swim in the sea like fish, and, but we have not learned the simple art of living together as brothers. Can I say this? When we commit to doing life together, healing comes. Healing comes. 
See, James chapter 5, verse 16 says, Confess your faults to one another. Interesting there, not to God. Not to God. It says, Confess your, your faults to one another and pray one for another. Why? That, that they would be healed, that healing would come. You're not designed to do life alone. You're designed to do life together. And as we do life together with all of our, you know, as much as we, we try and pretend we have everything together, we know we don't. We need each other. And we want to be a church where we're not fake it. Where you can say, man, I've got to struggle. But I'm going to push through. Would you pray for me? I've got a problem. Can you help me? That's why, why it's so important to be in a connect group and those things because those are at those places. It's in those encounters where, where life can take place. That, that's why it's great to serve on a team because you, you've got some people who, who know you and if, you, if you're not at church, they can ring you up and say, hey, are you okay? Because they know you. Because you're not designed to do life alone. We're designed to be Family. The family's done right are a beautiful thing. No wonder the devil works so hard to undermine the, the family. What do families do? Families protect and provide. Families discipline and disciple. Families give and receive love. And, and listen, for families to work, we must contribute, not just consume. We wouldn't just walk into a house and eat and walk off. The family helps with the dishes. We're doing life together. And this is what a devoted life to the early church looked like. This was the, the, a mark of the early church. And I want to say, let it be a mark of Connect Church. But that depends on you and on me and how we'll do, do life. It depends on us doing it together. Are we willing? Do we want that? You know, people are living their lives on social media today, which is anything but social. And it's creating a problem, a recognized problems in our nations. We're designed to not do Facebook, but FaceTime. To see and look into each other's eyes. Say, how you doing? Can we do family, church? Thank you, Anita. I said, can we do family, church? For a takeaway, why not ask this? Wait, what's one thing I, I need to change? Maybe it's not rushing off. Maybe it's, maybe it's saying, oh, well, you know, I've never joined a connect group. I'm going to join a connect group. Maybe, maybe it's like, you know what? I need to meet some more people. I'm going to do growth track. I'm going to, I'm going to check, that, check that out. Maybe it's just, I'm just going to stay after the service and hang and meet some new people. 
Maybe for someone else here, you need healing. It's easy to get with someone and just say, hey, man, now I've stuffed up. Here's my fault. Allow them to be someone you can trust. Not, 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 don't just go around blabbing them. And to be, it's got to be people you can trust. Just be smart. But someone who will care for them. You can say, let me pray for you, my brother. Let me pray for you, my sister. Because we're to do life together. Even if your name's not Tony. We're to do life together. Was that all right, church? Amen. Let's bow our heads, close our eyes. You know, I've been singing that song, Jesus' name above all names. I've been singing about the fact of how powerful and how great He is. Before the service finishes, I want to take a moment and give people an opportunity here today. Maybe your life, as I've been preaching, you know that your life is not right with God. You, you, you know it. You've, you've come in here and you've heard the word and something's touched on your heart. The Bible talks about how he knocks on the door. The God, the Holy Spirit knocks on the door. And if we would open our heart, he'll come into our heart. A heart is a place where we lead from, where we... But he says, if you let me come into your heart, if you let me sit on the throne of your heart, throne is where the leadership of your, your life comes. If you let me sit on the throne of your heart, I'll, I'll lead your life. Maybe you're here today and you're going, man, I haven't let... I need to let him in. I need to let him in. Maybe, maybe you've you know, known what it is to walk with God for a while, but your relationship with him's going cold and you know today you need to get right with God. With every head bowed and every eye clo- closed across this place, in a moment I'm going to pray a prayer that says, Jesus, come into my life. If you're here today and you know you need to get right with God, wherever you're sitting, if you want to be included in that prayer, would you just right now, right now, without delay, put your hand up in the air and say, that's me, Pastor. I, I want to be included in that prayer. Thank you, sir. Anyone else over here? Thank you. Anyone else? You know you need to get right with God. Nice and high so I can see it. Thank you. Anyone else? You know you need to get right with God. Come on, don't delay. This is your time for to get right. If you can sense him knocking on the door of your heart, just as I did 30 years ago, this is your time to get right. Anyone else? Just nice and high, just so I can see it. Just one, one, a few more seconds. Amen. Let's pray this prayer all together. Lord Jesus, I come to you today a sinner in need of a Savior. I repent from my sins and turn my heart towards you. Would you cleanse me? and wash me with your blood. Father, today, I make you Lord of my life from this day forth. This I ask.